The Gratitude Podcast, Episode 42. You know, I believe that the pain of our past produces so much power in our life if we choose it to be. If we don't, then we're going to be a victim to it. But if we, if we look at the lessons that were learned and we're grateful for that, we are literally unstoppable. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, gratitude seekers, and welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, I have a really special guest because it was really interesting how uh, I got to um, how I got to him and how uh, this all happened. It's, I will st- tell you the story, but uh, until then, I will uh, tell you a few words about himself. His name is Peter Scott IV. He is the founder of the Fearless Life Academy and number one best-selling author of Fearless Mindset. He's one of the top mindset and fitness mentors of high-achieving entrepreneurs in the world. And um, it was really interesting how, how we got together. Like, uh, I know it might, might sound weird for, for some of you, but uh, I'm going to be honest about this. So I was meditating and uh, a vision of a, a microphone stand with the microphone came into, into my mind somehow. And uh, after like five minutes or after uh, finishing the meditation, uh, my girlfriend was on Instagram. Uh, she received a comment from, comment from, from Peter and uh, she got on, we got on his profile and uh, I saw that exact image and it was <laughs> mind-blowing. So uh, I said, okay, that's a really interesting person and I'm sure that we will have a great conversation and I'm sure that it's a beautiful synchronicity that uh, that happened in that moment and now we're, we're doing this and uh, I'm sure that it's it's going to be great so uh, Jan, thank you thank you so much my friend for having me and I agree like there's little things that happen in life where you want to be aware of it you want to pay attention to it there are no coincidences it's the synchronicity that when we follow that magic is created exactly exactly like I uh, even now I'm, I'm getting the chills when I, when I, when I think about it because it's, it's really awesome. And I love the fact that, uh, everything flowed and, uh, and that you were open also. And I didn't even get to tell you all, all the story until we actually met, uh, and you were open. And I, I think some, somewhere, uh, uh, in this universe, this, this was made to, to be, and it's really beautiful. I agree. All right. So um, do you want to say a few words about yourself, about your story? Sure. Yeah, I can. Um, You know, the reason why I I decided to start a a movement, a company, a vision around fearless, around becoming fearless is simply because my entire life had been consumed by fear. And, um, you know, we often teach what we want to learn, right? Um, I'll share a really quick like recap of, of how that happened. It started when I was really young. Um, it started when I was 10 years old. I had to sit down in a courtroom with my grandparents on my left, an attorney on my right, and my mother directly across from me. And at 10 years old, I had to look into my mom's eyes and tell her that I no longer felt safe living with her because of her alcoholism. 
you know, something that at 10 years old, I had no idea what sort of impact that would have on my life. Right. But imagine having to do that as a 10 year old, you know, for the listener who's got kids, imagine your kids having to say that to you. Like it, what it did is that we have these events in our life, Georgianne, like we have these events that, that we create a story out of them. Right. And that story creates a limiting belief that, that runs our whole life. And the belief that I created was that by telling the truth meant that I lost my mother's love. And that, that belief was toxic, right? It led me to, to seek approval and validation and, and become whoever I needed to be, accept my authentic self to seek love outside of me. And, um, I was consumed by fear and fast forward, uh, gosh, 15 years at that time and 25 years old, my father gets rushed to the hospital. And um, I remember walking into hospice and looking at my dad and looking into his eyes and saying, dad, why did you do this to yourself? He was 60 years old, very young. And he looked at me and he said, Peter, because I am afraid, you know, and my dad, like me, was afraid of not living up to his parents' expectations. He was afraid of not being enough. And he literally chose to give up on life and drink himself to death. And that was the moment that I made the decision to never let myself, a loved one, or anyone I come in contact with be controlled by fear. That's amazing. That's really, thank you for, for being so vulnerable and, and sharing this with us. And yeah. I think many of us can can relate to this, to this story, to the fact that we, uh, many times, instead of, as being ourselves, we we do things to live to our parents' expect, expectations and to do what they would like us to do and um, feel disappointed about ourselves and fearful about life and everything and um, yes. many others, many other uh, like really hard life situations that. Uh, it's it's great that you managed to, to somehow turn it around and to uh, to choose to be an inspiration for people that are are having the same kind of difficulty. Thank you. Yeah, and it, you know it was really a choice, right? Which this whole podcast is about gratitude. And growing up, I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of frustration around those events, right? And and there were moments in my life where I, I, I did feel like a victim. I did feel like I was blaming my environments and my family and the circumstances. And it wasn't until I was able to shift out of that into a place of responsibility to truly believe that, number one, I know that my mom and my dad did the best with what they, what they had, right? They did the best that they could with what they had and what they knew. They didn't know everything that I know now, right? And so I've got this, this level of compassion, this level of gratitude, even though it was painful and that happened and I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, I'm grateful that it happened to me because it created who I am today. You know, I believe that the pain of our past produces so much power in our life if we choose it to be. If we don't, then we're going to be a victim to it. But if we if we look at the lessons that were learned and we're grateful for that, we are literally unstoppable. Exactly, exactly. What uh, what we don't realize uh, most of the times when we see people that are really, really successful one way or another and uh, we see them there like, being unstoppable or uh, like made of titanium, they actually had experiences like these that uh, in which they chose differently, in like like you did. 
um, because many unfortunately choose another path and choose the path of resentment, the path of uh, like being a victim and feeling like a victim all of their lives. And um, this does not serve anyone actually. It's so true. It doesn't. And there's so much liberation and freedom, right? When you take control, when you take responsibility for your life. And, you know, I remember growing up and being told that because of, you know, my mother's alcoholism, because of my father's alcoholism, I was destined to become an alcoholic. So that was the, what my family was doing. Now, their intention was to protect me, right? To keep me safe, to keep me from going down that path. However, that can be really toxic in somebody's life because you're basically telling them what their destiny is, right? Like they have no choice of that. And my belief, and I learned this from a, a dear friend of mine, um, is that why accept a prediction that doesn't serve you? Mm-hmm. Right? Why accept that? If, if your family says that no matter what you're going to do, you're going to stay, you know, overweight because, you're fam- because it's in your genetics, right? Some parents say that to their kids, And it's like, why accept a prediction that doesn't serve you? Why not take control and get clear on what you want in your life? Be grateful for what you have and then go take the actions necessary to change anything you're not happy with. Exactly, exactly, totally. All right, so like you were saying, um, it's it's great that we can can get through those experiences, take responsibility, and focus on on gratitude and focus on um, the resources that we still have because in that way we can inspire other people we can uh, be a value for humanity and make something beautiful out of uh, our experiences that's so true yes Um, and i was really curious to to see and to know uh, what is your um, definition of gratitude what does gratitude mean for you Mm. I would define gratitude as a way of celebrating every single moment in life. It's a way of appreciating the limited time that we have here, appreciating every interaction, um, being present in every moment, and, and enjoying the journey. That's what gratitude is to me, enjoying the journey. And as a, as, a, as a high achiever, which I am and which you are, you wouldn't be doing this podcast if you weren't. As the people listening to this, you know, every listener of this is a high achiever. It's so easy, especially um, it's so easy to become attached to an outcome, to, to be so focused on the result of something, right? You launch a podcast and you want to have millions of downloads and then you want to have, you know, this business and and if you don't appreciate your journey, then you, you won't be happy no matter what results are created. And so gratitude to me is, is enjoying the journey, detaching from the outcome, and being present and, and, and having active appreciation in every moment. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I remember the, while you were, you were talking, I, I remember the, a story from um, another one of my guests, um, and I'm thinking about, I don't know if, if you feel that it's the same situation. Um, it's, it's a bit of a risky question. Um, uh, but I think that people get to to use, to abuse alcohol when they don't do this, when they don't, uh, feel grateful for their life and they need to escape somehow. Yes. Yeah. Or anything, right? Alcohol, drugs, pornography, um, 
you know, there's so many things that people do to escape the way that they're feeling, right? And my belief is this, and, and this has helped me incredibly, Georgiana, and that's um, there is no such thing as a bad emotion, right? And so if somebody's feeling sad, then feel sad, like really feel sad. If somebody's feeling anger, feel anger. I don't think those are negative emotions. I think what's, what's painful about those is when you repress those emotions, when you try to pretend like they're not there, and then you escape through alcohol or drugs or anything else or mindless TV, right? Television today is just, I don't even have a TV. I haven't had a TV for four years now because I don't want to, you know, lose my mind watching reality TV shows in the news. So I think it's so, so important to, to look at, okay, whatever's causing pain in your life, feel that emotion, learn the lesson that you're being called to learn, and then shift out of that and be grateful for the pain. Like be grateful for, because pain is inevitable, right? There's going to be pain. Suffering is a choice. That's something I want somebody to write down. For you listening to this, if you're not driving, write this down. Pain, pain is inevitable, right? Pain will happen in your life. It's part of the human experience. But suffering, right? Telling you a story that, that you're a victim or telling the story that if your family was different or if, you're, you know, if the government was different, it's not taking responsibility. When you shift out of that into a place of gratitude, you start focusing on all the amazing things that are happening in your life and and let go of the things that may not be great, that may be completely out of your control in the first place. Exactly, exactly. Because man, much of much of our time is spent with things that we can't actually control, and uh, we the more we focus on it, and the more it it gets us depressed. It gets us like, oh my god, where is the world going? Or things yes. like that. And uh, we we can focus instead on, on in the same time on on the beautiful things that we we do have in our lives and the the things that we can do about uh, making this world better. So this is where the power lies, I think. Yeah, and, and the majority of my overwhelm, whenever I feel overwhelm or anxiety or stress, it's because I'm focusing on things that I can't control, all, like all the time, right? When I when I let go of those things that I can't control. And only focus on the things that I can control. And, and here's the other thing. I, I'm actually learning to, to try to let go of control more in my life anyway. You know, for example, business, I'm wanting to do, I don't know about you, but I'm wanting to do everything myself, right? Yeah, totally. And, and that doesn't help. That, that slows down the growth of our business, right? There's, there's launching a podcast, for example, the editing, the, the blog posts, the, you know, all of that. I get to delegate that, to, to let go of that, to hire somebody else to do that so that I can just focus on my unique ability, which is coaching and speaking and being. So, as a parent, we can make sure we can protect our children's safety in this pandemic. Now, we have the most important tool to ensure their safety. What we can do is to make sure they get the vaccine to prevent COVID-19. The vaccine has been proven to be safe for children. 联系您孩子的医生，或访问 myturn.ca.gov 来查找您附近的疫苗。由 The California Department of Public Health 带来。Being grateful that somebody else is doing it, you know, instead of feeling like I have to do it. Yeah, totally. And the funny thing that、uh, I have been, I have seen in my life, one way or another, is the fact that some people might actually be really、uh, happy to do it and to to fill that role for you and. Um, even though you think, 
who would want to do that because I, I dread it. And it, this happens actually. It's so true. Yeah. Not only would they do it better, but they would enjoy it more. And it's more of a, it's like a disservice. If we do it ourselves and we don't like it, then it's not fair to the people who would love doing that very thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, um, Peter, I was really curious and I, I still am about a quote. If you have uh, some words of wisdom on gratitude that you really love and that you would love to share with, uh, with our audience. Oh, okay. Um, so a quote off the top of my head, I, I don't have, but what I will share is this. Um, I call this measuring back. And this is so important as it relates to gratitude. Okay. As a high achiever, like I said, we are so focused on the future of where we want to be, of where we think we need to be, right? And when we focus on that, it's important to get clear on your goals, okay? However, if all you do is focus on the future without feeling grateful for how far you've come, no matter what happens, you will never be happy and fulfilled. When you slow down, stop, look back at how, how far you've come. You know, when I get into a place of active appreciation and gratitude, I look back at where I was when I launched my coaching business. I didn't know what my message was. I didn't know who my tribe was. I had zero certainty, zero confidence, all of that, right? And to look at what I've created. And even though I may not be where I want to be one day, I am so grateful I am so happy that I've done the work required to get to where I am today. And when I do that, and then I create the next thing from a state of active appreciation and gratitude, I just enjoy life and I enjoy business more. So that's a tangible takeaway that I'd love the listener to take is, yes, set goals. Yes, be focused on your vision. And that's important. But slow, you know, take a moment in your day to slow down and appreciate and be grateful for how far you've come to get here so that you can take the next step to get to where you want to go. Exactly. I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. And um, I, I think this works really well because uh, I think Anthony Robbins says this. Um, we should focus on, on, on the resources that we already have. And if we always focus on, uh, on the future and on where we want to go and forget about uh, seeing the, the, the great resources that we have and uh, the resources that we created in our life, actually, um, it's really hard to go forward because we think we have nothing compared to where we want to be, right? That's so true. Yes. And, you know, you've heard the cliche. This has become a cliche. But cliches are good things, right? Some people are like, oh, that's cliche. I'm not going to pay attention to it. Life's greatest wisdom are, are through cliches. So this one is what you appreciate appreciates, right? So if you appreciate the amount of money that is flowing into your life right now, even if it's not what you want it to be, I, I guarantee you that more will appreciate, more income will come in. If you appreciate the amount of love that's in your life, maybe you're not in your ideal love relationship, right? But maybe you've got friends and family um, who love you and who you love them. When you appreciate that, you experience more love. And that opens up the possibility of meeting your partner, right? When you appreciate your body, oh my gosh, there's so much... Um, pain that people experience around judging their body, right? When you appreciate all that you've done to get to where you are now, 
you're going to start appreciate when you when you appreciate exercise and nutrition like you know I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I help them get fit in less time. And these are very busy, successful people. And what I have them do is commit to a, to a workout routine that they actually enjoy, that they actually find fun. Because I know when they appreciate doing that, they're going to stay more committed to it, right? If I ask them to, to do something that they hate, right? If somebody asked me to run on a treadmill, I don't care how great the results would be. I, I don't want to run on a treadmill. I want to be outside. I want to be, you know, doing CrossFit. I want to be surfing. I want to be doing those things because they, they bring me joy. And when I appreciate that, it doesn't require willpower and self-discipline to get myself out of bed in the morning. I just do it because I, I literally experience joy in every moment of my life. Now, I'm not saying every moment. There are times when I am challenged, right? I'm human, but what you appreciate, appreciates. That's awesome. That's awesome. By the way, uh, it's great that you mentioned the fact that you're human and that uh, you don't have uh, a great feeling all, all of the time. So um, what do you do when it's hard to be grateful, when you don't feel like being grateful? A couple of things. One thing is that I do have a, a habit of gratitude, okay? And when I am in my morning meditation, I meditate every single day. What I do is I send love and appreciation to three people that are in my life, okay? Most of the time, you know, it's my girlfriend, it's my mom, it's my sister, it's some of my close friends. It changes a lot. But when I send gratitude to them, I actually feel more grateful in my own life. That's one, okay? The other is the, is the technique that I shared with you, which is measuring back. You know, for me, it's so easy to compare myself to other people and want what they have, right? And that causes pain, that causes frustration, that causes stress. When I am able to stop, notice myself doing that, go back and reflect. And I'll even watch videos of me, like maybe watch a video, my, my first ever Facebook video that I shot three and a half years ago and notice how, I mean, how far I've come, right? And appreciate that and feel grateful for that. Um, and then also I do things that I love doing. So if I'm in a negative state emotionally, um, once I've processed it, I don't, I don't recommend this to escape the emotion, but once you've processed it, um, I always get into movement. I'll go to a CrossFit class. I'll go for a run. I'll go surfing. I'll do something because it creates the endorphins. It, it, it shifts my physiology to get into a place of gratitude. And when I'm in that, that, experience of motion i feel feel i feel way better totally totally i i feel the same and uh, doing this i i've been actually uh I've, for the first time in, in my life i've been going to the gym um to s something that uh, is uh, like crossfit it's not exactly crossfit um and it was really interesting to see the effect it had upon me and my body and It was really interesting to see how, how much it actually helped me to, to get out of uh, states and to, to get to feel uh, gratitude. And also, to this is uh, one thing that I, I think it is, it's great for uh, getting out of your head and into your body because we spend so much time just in our mind and just thinking about things and uh, we forget to feel and to enjoy Uh, the feelings that we have. 
It's so true. And I, I want to share something around um, the, a, a daily habit of gratitude. A lot of people have heard of the benefit of, of, a, of a gratitude list, right? Listing the things that you're grateful for. And I think that is beneficial to a point, but the way that becomes as valuable as it possibly can be is when you not only list the things that you're grateful for, but you feel the gratitude for each of those things. When you close your eyes and connect to the gratitude that you feel for your family, you feel for, for your body, for your business, you know, for your partner, for my gosh, I'm in beautiful San Diego, right? I'm steps from the ocean. There's so much for me to feel grateful for. Just listing those things is not enough. It's easy to check that box, but you're doing it for the emotion, for the experience of gratitude, not just the act of gratitude. Exactly. And I love, uh, I love what you said before about um, the meditation and about sending love and gratitude. Um, so uh, for our listeners, I think it's, uh, it might be very useful if you are more altruistic, like if you think uh, doing things for others is more motivating for you, you should do this for others. Like think of people that are very near and dear and just do this in the morning for them. And I, I'm sure that he will enjoy it as well. But I, I think this might be more motivating for you than just, uh, than, than just writing things for yourself. Yep. And when you focus out, you know, I, I always say focus out. When you start focusing out and helping others, you shift into such a deep place of gratitude. You know, there are moments as an entrepreneur where I'm in financial scarcity, right? I'm building a business. There are moments where I have great months and there are moments where cash flow is not there. And that happens as you're building. And uh, when I wrote my book, The Fearless Mindset, I interviewed a man named Garrett Gunderson. He's a New York Times bestselling author. And I asked him, I go, Garrett, how do you transform financial scarcity into financial abundance? And this is so brilliant. He said, instead of being lost in your pity party in your story of how you know how how limited resources you have he goes focus out and find somebody and pick up the phone and call them and find out how you can serve them when you're in a place of needing help the most that's the most important time for you to reach out and help another person that's the most important to help out and say, hey, you know, what are you wanting to achieve in your life? What are you stuck with? What challenges are you facing? How can I support you? And if I can't support you, who do I know that can? When you go out and serve somebody and you're in a place of financial scarcity, you something about the universe, I don't know what it is, but financial abundance happens because you start feeling more grateful, more appreciative. And when you come from that place, you take more inspired action right? You're not stuck in your story. You're in a place of, oh my gosh, I feel better. Now I can go even create more value in the world, which is going to impact people and help you earn an, in, earn an income. So that's great. That's great. I, I totally feel this and uh, I, I've done this myself. Uh, but my question uh, on this is like, if you have a certain problem, like you have a money problem, um, and you and you want to help someone theoretically as i know this principle that you should help someone um with the same kind of uh, uh situation that you have like uh if you if you don't have money you should give some away or uh if your business isn't going great you should help someone 
Um, what happens inside of me, and maybe uh, our listeners feel, feel the same, it does, is that how can I help someone if I'm in deep? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, how do I do it? Like uh, some, I might feel like a fraud. Like how, how, how am I supposed to help another uh, if I'm struggling with this? So uh, what's your take on this? Yeah, so here, here's my take is that um, doing the best with what you have, right? And I work with a lot of coaches. I help coaches build successful coaching businesses. And a lot of them think and ask me, Peter, how can I be a health coach if I haven't mastered my health yet, right? Or how can I help people make money if I haven't made a lot of money yet? Well, what you can do is you can help the people that are one, two, or three steps right behind you. And there are always people that are just behind you that no matter how dire your situation is, there are always people that want to get to where you are. Always. It's just, it's inevitable. And so when I have a coach that I start working with, I have them start from where they are and they may not have transformed their body yet. They may not have built a seven figure business yet, but they absolutely can help certain people in their life get to where they are in their life. And when you do that, that's incredible. Now, um, there's other value that you can bring. Here's the other way I would have you look at it is that Garrett Gunderson, who's a New York Times bestselling author, has a multi-million dollar business. I'm not going to probably help him by giving him financial advice, right? <laughs> he has a lot more experience, a lot more results. However, is there value that I can bring to him in a separate area? Absolutely, there is. I can help him with his health and fitness. I can help him with his love relationship. I can help him with all these other things because I've worked on those things in my own life. And honestly, um, instead of me offering the help immediately, you know, I always first ask if if I can help. Like one of the things that that I've struggled with is trying to help my family at times, right? Where I'll have a conversation with my sister and I'll give her advice, but she didn't ask for that advice in the first place. I don't know if you've ever done this, but a lot of the times we do it with our wife or our husband or our family or our kids. It's, it's, it's asking if they're open to receiving feedback and advice. And once you capture that permission and they say yes, then you can support them. And so to answer your question, no matter how bad things could be in somebody's life, Number one is there's always somebody that you can help. I always believe that. And then number two, you may not help them in an area that they've excelled at and you're struggling in, but there's absolutely another area in your life that you can add value to. And when you do that, you start believing in yourself more. You start feeling more confident and then you take more inspired action. This is awesome. This is awesome. And uh, I actually experimented this uh, just uh, a few minutes before we, we got on on our call. Um, I, I'm part of, a, I just started actually a, a podcasting mastermind with uh, two other podcasters. Nice. And it was really interesting for me uh, to, to see how much, how much experience I gained and how much I could be of service to them and to to show them things that uh, work for me and uh, the things that I have learned. And it's really interesting. And also uh, the, the most, the more, more interesting part of it is that I appreciated my situation more. And I, I realized, Oh my God, I'm, I really know a lot and I, I really have uh, learned a lot of things and um, I'm pretty good where I am right now. And it's really interesting because 
you don't realize it until you you get into that situation totally it's called so here's something that i want to share the listener with and it's exactly what you experience it's called the curse of knowledge the curse of knowledge is assuming that everyone knows what you know that everyone has the experience that you know and 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 you you've worked so hard for this podcast right 30 plus episodes at this time that doesn't happen overnight that's months and months and months of work right and so yeah. because of that it's not until you start sharing what you know that you see feedback and proof and the impact and the value that it creates in the other podcasters that you're like whoa i actually do have a lot of value to add and I say that to a lot of coaches too. When they start, they go, what, you know, what's special about me? And it's like, you're, well, your life experience is very unique, right? Coach from something that you've worked on yourself. And when you start sharing that, you start witnessing and seeing the impact and the value it creates. And you start believing as a result, what you know is valuable. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of yeah. sense. And I, I've experimented it myself and I think it's really useful um, to do and to, to just experiment. So gratitude seekers, make sure you you think about things that are uh, that you know and that you can help others, others with and see what happens. Just mm. make an experiment out of it and see what happens. I'm really curious and let me know. You can reach me on Twitter, on Facebook, on uh, Instagram everywhere. All right. So, um, let's, let's go further. Um, what I'm really curious is how you got to be grateful. Like, um, I'm sure that you had a period in your life when you weren't that grateful. And, uh, at one point, uh, you got to discover gratitude in a, in a way that's not just a the theoretical, uh, idea, but actually live it. Um, can you tell us the story about that, that moment? Absolutely, I can. So, um, you know, I was, I was on a road trip. This is actually a very distinct moment in my life that I remember. Um, I remember um, with, being with my best friend. I don't know if you've ever heard of a man named Sean Stevenson. He's yeah, three definitely. feet tall and in a wheelchair. Extraordinary human being. Really inspiring. Really inspiring. So he, he's my good friend. I get to actually see him in a couple days here. And we're on a road trip driving from Phoenix, Arizona to San Diego. And I remember him asking me, what's unique about my life? And I told him, nothing. Nothing's really special about my life. I had this vanilla existence. I had a normal life, which none of that's true. And you know that because I told you my story, right? But I... I had so much pain in my story that I didn't even consciously remember it. My mind blocked it out, right? And so, of course, that didn't slide with Sean. He dug deeper and deeper and deeper, and we had a safe container, right? And so, the trust was built, and so I shared with him my story. And he was in awe. He was in shock of, like, how much I've been through to become who I am today. And this was about four years ago, and I remember him saying, Peter, like, you want to become a coach, but you don't think you have a message. Your message is, is hidden in your mess. There's so much to be grateful for around the pain of your past. There's so much power to be produced from that pain that once you actually look at it, once you, once you feel, learn, like pull the lessons out of it and feel grateful for that, that's when you're going to believe you have something of value to offer. And that 
was a huge life changing shift for me was to take something that had so much pain, so much shame and embarrassment. Like it took me a lot of courage to, to, to start sharing my story, right? What would my family think? What would people judge me? All of that. It wasn't until I got to a place of that conversation with Sean, where I was like, I am so grateful that happened to me. I'm so grateful that happened not to me, but for me. It was literally a divine reason that I went through that pain so that I could chisel my character, so that I could uncover my values, so that I could become the man that I am today to live the life that I'm living. And so that's, that was my experience. And, and if the listener just took a moment as they listened to this to close their eyes, to look at one or two of the most painful moments in their life and ask themselves and ask yourself, what's, what's the lesson that you learned from this? No matter how painful, literally no matter how painful, when you do that and you feel the gratitude for that, your gratitude for your overall life skyrockets because there's so much more to be grateful for. Yeah, I think it's like uh, like a diamond in in the in the uh, the sand, or I don't know how how the expression goes. Uh, yes, diamond in the rough. In, in the rough, yeah. Uh, that you need to uncover and that it's going to shine uh, into your life, and it will shine not just for you, but it will shine for other people also and uh, it may be very important actually to do that and to go there and to to get that experience and to be grateful for it and many people might get inspired by it like it's the case with uh, with you peter and uh, yeah. i think it's a similar situation with sean as well because uh, he is in a particular situation that not not many of us uh, are and he is very inspiring that's so true. That's so true. And then one other thing, and I want to recommend this. Um, I just thought about this as you were sharing that. An experience in my life that has created immense gratitude is travel. You know, when I travel to a, to a foreign land, when I travel outside of my comfort zone of where I'm at now, um, I, I, I meet different cultures. I meet different people. I, I see people that do not have the, the luxuries that I have a roof over my head, a Wi-Fi connection, clean water to drink, right? Um, when I go down to, to places in Southeast Asia and South America and, you know, I've, I've put myself in environments w- with people that have nothing, that are living on less than a dollar a day. And when I'm able to see that and serve them, I come back more grateful than I ever am in my life. And I, I actually have to be reminded of that because, you know, if I spend months, you know, back here in the States, then I, you know, I start taking all these things for granted. It's not until I get into another place and see how blessed I truly am for me to be grateful for the little things like for me to complain about, you know, something that happens with my car or, you know, a, a bill that I get from a utility company, like people complain about that. So, but what if instead when you wrote your checks for all the, the, the expenses that you have in your life to be grateful for that? Like, thank, thank, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I get electricity, that I get running water, that I get all these things. So travel is a huge one. Yeah, totally. And um, 
it's really interesting that uh, we we take this for granted because like it's a really complex system that gets water from uh, different parts where, where there is more of it and it actually gets into your home and you can you can choose whether it's uh, hot or it's warm or everything and it's uh, it's really interesting that we we got used with it and for us it's like oh well something that we we do have any time of the day that we want and just um taking a moment when uh like like peter said taking a moment and uh appreciating when you turn on your tap just mm. appreciate the fact that wow this is actually miraculous really yep. to get you, you just uh may, may do something with your hand and water appears it's wow <laughs> And if you see it like yep. this, you you it's get magical. to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. You get to enjoy these these thin, simple simple things, and uh, you you just get more happy and more uh, more uplifted, and you can do more and be more. Um, but uh, let's not get over ourselves and uh, get get back to uh, to the questions that I wanted to ask you. So. Um, what would you tell your younger self about gratitude like 10 years or 20 years ago when you weren't this grateful? What would you tell uh, your younger self about this? The biggest one is enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey because, you know, we're conditioned by our families. We're conditioned by society. We're conditioned by media to constantly want more. And I think being ambitious is a very good thing. But if all you do is want more without the gratitude for what you already have, then it's a recipe for, for a miserable life because you'll never be happy. And so what I would tell my, 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 my younger self 10 years ago is enjoy the journey of life. Enjoy the breakdowns. Enjoy the, the lessons that you learn from the painful experiences. Um, be more present, you know, um, I just got a letter in the mail inviting me to my 10 year reunion for college. It blows my mind. I just opened up. I was like, Oh my gosh, I graduated college 10 years ago. Like that was a blink of an eye, a blink of an eye. And I'm like, wow, like what's going to be, you know, cause life only gets faster. Right. So it's like, what are the next 10 years going to be like? How fast? You know, enjoy every moment. Be more present and enjoy the journey. That's that's the advice that I would give myself. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I've been doing this uh, myself in the past, um, just being ambitious and wanting to, to get to the next level and to, uh, to be more to, I don't know. And uh, it was really interesting to when I got to slow down and to appreciate where, where I'm at and all the experiences that, that I'm living right now, because this is all that we have. If we are always thinking about the future and where we should get to, that won't make, make us happy at all. That it will only uh, drain our energy actually one way or another. Instead, when, you, when we are um, appreciating what we have, what follows is just something that's really natural and really beautiful and enjoyable, like the experience we have today. That's so true. I agree. So um, you've, you've mentioned a few activities uh, that you do 
to help you be grateful consistently. Do you have uh, any others that you would like to add? Well, so I mentioned meditation. That's a big one. Sending love to the people in your life. Um, having a gratitude list. Um, you know, doing things that just make you happy is really important. For me, fitness is a huge one. Um, I study every single day. So listening to audiobooks, listening to podcasts, when I do that, I'm learning and I feel more positive. So I'm more grateful. That's a big one. Like the fact that, that, that you're listening to this podcast speaks volumes to who you are because it shows that you're investing in yourself. And I'm constantly a student of that. Um, reaching out to people and finding out how I can serve them, how I can support them. It could be something, nothing more than a, than a text message or a, or a phone call that you make. Um, those are really my daily practices around gratitude. Those are great and uh, they, they really work. Um, so many of us have people in their life that uh, have helped them get to where they are and we are very grateful for them uh, and for their impact. Um, do you want to mention a few people that uh, have impacted your life? Yeah. Um, you know, the first three that I thought about, number one would be my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather passed away probably about four years ago now um, and had a profound impact on my life. He was a, the example of what a man with high integrity is. He was very um, driven. He was very ambitious, successful in business, but also a great husband to my grandmother. And I learned so much uh, from him at a very early age. Uh, Sean Stevenson, of course, my greatest, I call him my friend tour. He's my best friend <laughs> and he's the mentor. So he's my friend tour. You know, I've learned about business and about love and about life and about so many things from that man. And then, um, I, uh, the first person I thought about was my girlfriend, Amy. Now we moved in recently and it's incredible how much I have grown as a man through this relationship. And I believe that the highest form of any personal growth is to be in a love relationship because your fears come up, your insecurities come up, you know, challenges come up. And if, if you're not growing, you're dying in that relationship. And you've got to have a partner who's committed to both growing together because if just one person's growing, it's creating a gap between the two of you. And it's incredible to see who she's become, the power she's stepped into. It inspires me to like live my mission to, to be the best man that I could be for her. Um, yeah, so those are just a few people that, that popped in my mind. Wow, that, that's so beautiful and inspiring. So um, thank you very much, Peter, for being here with us. Um, where can, can we find you? And where can um, our audience get to uh, tell you how awesome it was? And uh, Thank you, George. <laughs> thank you, brother, for having me. It's been an honor. Um, well, number one, people can... Actually, I'd love to give a gift. Could I give a gift? Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So if... If the listener, if you, if you got value from this interview and, and you find yourself also experiencing fear and you want to overcome that, that's my passion. That's what I help people do. Um, I'd love to give you a gift. And what that gift is, is it's a, it's a completely free. It's a virtual five-day face your fear challenge. And it's so wow. cool. Basically, what you do is you go through this five-day challenge 
and you get a daily video from me. It's short, just a few minutes long, but it challenges you to face one specific fear in your life. So if you are afraid of public speaking, then I'm going to have you shoot your first Facebook live video, right? Or give a talk. If you're afraid of rejection, then I'm going to have you, you know, give unconditional love to complete strangers so that you come face to face with the rejection. All these really cool activities. Um, and so if, if you want to have access to that, you can, you can simply go to challengeyourfear.com. That's challengeyourfear.com. Um, that's one way. Follow me for sure on social media. Um, just search Peter Scott IV as in the fourth. You can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, all over the place. Um, and then if you really want to level up your experience and conquer fear face-to-face, um, I actually do a three-day event. It's called the Fearless Life Experience. It's in San Diego, California, and it's a three-day experience of facing fear. We go surfing, hang gliding. We do intense fitness activities. So if anyone wants to find out about that, they can apply at uh, fearlesslifeexperience.com. Awesome, awesome. So thank you very much, Peter, for, for being here with us. It has been great, and uh, uh, my intuition and... Uh, this beautiful uh, synchronicity uh, has lived up to to its expectations. It, it was awesome. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Been a true honor. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast.